0: Hmm, 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 Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Oh, Monday morning edition. After a long weekend, too. Oh, I tell you what. That was needed and welcome. Having four days off in a row. Um got my system all out of whack though like I don't know which way is up and what not thought it was Sunday when it was Friday but it only means that this week is going to feel a billion years long hmm Little sleepy, little sleepy. Oh, whew. I was up a little later than normal last night because I got caught in the web of the web. I got caught in a loop on a website and lost like an hour and a half um, without noticing. So, there's that. I took my photo before I start recording, because I think I'm going to do that now. Recor- uh, take the photo right before recording on uh, Mondays and right after on Fridays. That way I don't have that weird, awkward uh, moment of silence while I take my picture. Oh, I apologize for the massive amount of yawns you'll be experiencing this morning. Man. There was a crazy thunderstorm last night, and limbs and shit be down everywhere. Yeah. But, uh, in the photo, you can see the interesting quality people with, I believe the color eyes I have are called hazel. Um, they've got both, they've got, like, blue and green in them. Um... On their own they're more on the gray side, but they've got this uh, this ability that they take on the color of the colors around them. Like when I wear a green shirt they appear green, and when I wear a blue shirt they appear more blue, and certain shades of green and blue, this uh, it's more noticeable. And the particular shirt I'm wearing, my eyes uh, appear to exactly match the green, the uh, blue-green stripes on it. So, I just noticed that as I was taking the photo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Gathering my thoughts, I feel like I had a topic I wanted to talk about on this podcast that I forgot to note, and now it's gone. Hmm. Um, to those of you pay, uh, who follow the Popular Podcast Productions Network closely, uh, you'll know that last week on Friday. Uh, Nick Rehack's podcast dropped, Me and My Depression so that is a new vastly better produced sound quality than any of the other podcasts on our network because he actually records in a legitimate studio uh, we have a semi-respectable studio for popular outcasts and um, excuse me for popular outcasts but that in Nick's studio is legit and you can tell but that's an interesting solo podcast that he is doing and I'm uh, very entertained by the demo episode I've heard um, and the first episode that has come out, I'm enjoying that quite a bit um, we recorded again with popular podcasts this Sunday and I can honestly say, um, with the last couple recording sessions, the one that I did with just me, Bill, and Chris Rowell, and the one that I did with, that we finally got together, we did the, the format that we kind of set up in the beginning of Sunday, show up, record three episodes, bada boom. At 1 p.m. We did that for well over a year. No hitches. And it was great. It, always, it worked well. And then, like, things got muddled around the Sammy Tucson times um, with, you know, the in, the influx of voicemails and, like, me feeling twi-hearted was just weighing the podcast down rather than bringing it up. And... I just I got very disenfranchised with the whole process. And then uh, as we started improving, we just, uh, started to we decided to, you know, drop the voicemails. It was just a distraction. And Twilight was over. It was getting more to, you know, me, Mike, and Bill and select guests just talking, which is how we got the fan base we have and which has kind of stagnated, but I, I feel, you know, we're just going to keep plugging at it. Uh, peaks and valleys. Uh, we, have a re- we get a respectable amount of downloads. Uh, nothing compared to Girls on Girls, since they, got their, uh, they had their lucky break, um, which they deserve. And I'm very proud of them for that. Excuse me, but we haven't had a lot of organic growth in recent months. But we haven't lost anything either, so that's that's a, we look at it that way. But then, almost as soon as we started to improve things, schedules got fucked, and we just couldn't seem to nail down a three-hour window in what seemed like months. It just it was it was tensions were high, um, words were said. <laughs> Many by me, it just wasn't, it wasn't good times, in general. And, but, I got distracted because somebody, a police officer had someone pulled over, and flashy lights and whatnot, I got distracted. So we finally got a fucking three hour window, closer to four, because we also record popular all kinds of gaming, and we just sat and we fucking talked like we do, and it it was a good feeling. It was back to our roots, our roots, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the actual recording process. And I'm hoping... Like, I don't know if people have felt that our show has taken a dip in quality, but I know that the stress around getting it produced has gone up for me. And I'm hoping that now we've got five episodes recorded that you haven't heard. So that gives us a lot of wiggle room as far as to get the next recordings set up. And having... Having a ba- uh, episodes in the bank really help with the planning process and the scheduling process. Being able to be like, ah, oh shit, we can't record this day. Let's do it next weekend. It's really it really helps. Hmm. But yeah. Oh, corrections and omissions. Uh, This is not from Aislinn listening to the last episode. Um, As far as I know, she didn't. Uh, She didn't tell me anyway. I am so sorry about all the yawning. I mean, it's part of the show. if you listen, whatever. But... and emissions. Uh, one story I wanted to tell about working at the kennel but forgot. Um, there was a radio system that went through all the kennels, and as I said last week, I was often alone cleaning, so I would crank the radio and sing along. Or just sing to myself, because, uh, I do that when I'm alone. Um... But, one time, I was not as alone as I thought I was, and one of the veterinary aides had stayed late, and she had to come, tell, like, ask me something, or something involved her coming into my area. And I don't remember if I'm singing along with the radio or just singing like show tunes to myself because whatever that's the kind of guy I am ladies and I am very easy to startle when I'm al- when I believe I'm alone um I mean Aislinn gives me a heart attack every day when I'm doing dishes and she's upstairs, and my brain is, Aeson's upstairs. I'm alone downstairs. And then I turn around, and she's standing in the dining room. Every single fucking time, I do the, ah, Oh, and it's like, it's something that happens daily. So, it, it is not something that should surprise me, but it still does. So, that's just a little... So, I... I'm cleaning up dog shit, most likely uh, spraying down dog kennels with a hose, just like going to town, singing a song, and um, the veterinary aide just, she, the, I believe she, she says something along the lines of, man, I wish somebody would sing to me in reference to the, me singing to the dogs and I nearly shat myself, Um, probably audibly screamed, probably was like, "Ah! Ah!" and um, only now as I tell that, do I see that as being an opportunity to hit on her, and it possibly being her hitting on me, but I only very vaguely remember the interaction, so I can't verify this. But only until just saying those words out loud do, could I see the possibility there. Huh. Anyway. Words. Uh, so that was just me getting caught in me thinking I'm alone. That was that story. Another thing, a little teaser for Tonight at Midnight, uh, the Girls on Girls podcast airs and it's another podcast with a local tattoo artist and husband of one of the Girls on Girls, Lauren, AJ. It's another episode with him. They did, too, when he was there. And um, Aislinn has, over the two, like, week and a half since they recorded, hinted that she drops some personal information. And I have access to the episode I could Have listened to it early But I have not Because I want any bombs that are dropped To hit me when they hit the rest of the audience Um Because I, I count myself as one of their audience So Oh pardon me I feel a little ill All of a sudden Excuse me. Ah, oh, excuse me. I hope that didn't pick up on the mic, but it probably did. Well, I feel better now. So there's that. The episode of Girls and Girls that airs tomorrow, Aislinn has teased that things get that she shares more personal information that she would not normally. So, will you the my crossover audience with Girls and Girls and this podcast? We'll get to experience that, um, as I do, tomorrow morning, or tonight at midnight, if you're the kind of person who listens to podcasts at midnight, I am not. So, there's been something on my little Jeff in Motion notepad for a while now. And it's not that I've been avoiding the topic, I just haven't, uh, I don't know, Uh, it's not that I've been avoiding the topic, I just, I don't know if I have my, my concepts and ideas straight on it, but I got it in my head that I'm going to do it today, so we're going to, we're going to go for it. The concept is polyamory. And I may or may not have talked about this on this podcast before, I don't know, but I'm going to talk about it more specifically in polyamory and me, and obviously my wife, because that's a huge factor. Uh, for those of you who are, are unaware of the of polyamory and don't feel like Googling it, uh, polyamory is a concept that... You can have more, you can have loving sexual relationships with more than one person. and they in turn can have loving sexual relationships with more than you. And everyone is aware of it, and everyone is cool with it. Um, there are a lot of uh, flavors of polyamory. Um, so, like, if you hear that someone is polyamorous, it does not necessarily mean one thing. Um, some people are much more strict with their definition than others. Um, some people are strictly sexually polyamorous. Like, I can, like, me and my partner can have sex with other people, but we only really have an emotional relationship with each other. Um... And some people will consider it an open relationship. Um, a distinction I would draw between sexually polyamorous and an open relationship. Some people have an open relationship um, that is kind of a, uh, an actively blind open relationship. Like you are aware your partner has sex with other people but you don't want to know about it. In my mind, polyamory is all about in, in being informed. Um, you are aware that your partner... Is having sex with other people, who they're having sex with, um, and you're totally cool with it, and vice versa. That is how I see. That's the distinction I draw. But great, like everyone's got their own concept of what is and isn't polyamorous. And then I, the other, like true polyamory or emotional polyamory is you have multiple emotional, sexual, loving relationships with multiple people, and they're all aware of it and each other, and everybody's chill and cool about it. Now, talking about polyamory, you get into the question of, is it truly possible, or is it kind of a, a great idea that may never Be truly executable uh, i.e. like communism Um, the idea you know everybody takes care of everybody yada yada is on paper excellent but in execution never quite pans out someone always takes advantage of the system so there is this like is the real question is is polyamory one of these things where on paper it's all well and good, but in execution not as much. And I'd like to think that it is perfectly executable, that it is a a state of being that consenting adults can actively be in. Now I'm also going to concede to the fact that it takes very special individuals to make it work correctly, and there are probably lots of people who, uh, let's start, alright, now I'm going to start merging my little, like, I think that's a solid enough definition, um, there's lots of info out there, whatever, so now I'm going to go into my history with polyamory, which is not a long one. It's more of a theoretical history than anything. Um, Aislinn and I, I'm trying to word this in a way that is not needlessly too much information graphic or too vague or portraying anyone in a light that is not true to them. So, I don't. I think it's safe for me to say that Aslan and I have had peaks in and valleys in our sexual relationship. This is, I mean, not only understandable of a married couple, but almost expected, especially after having a child, especially having after after having your first child. Add on the previously talked about. Um, Mental depression, uh, like clinical depression, and said medications for clinical depression, which often have negative impact on libido. Just that all all that information is out there and assumed. Let's put it that way, and I don't need to go into any more detail on that. Um, Not for the fact that I wouldn't, but for more for Aslan is much more private a person than I am which is completely reasonable like she doesn't need the 100 or so people that listen to this to have distinct details of our sexual life um while I am an open book I am not going to open someone else's book for them that is not my place um I don't know she can go into whatever she wants to on her podcast and may but, you know, that again, not my place. But let's just say we have had peaks and valleys in our sexual relationship. And in a particularly valley time of our uh, sexual relationship, Aislinn brought up the concept of polyamory to me. And my initial reaction was fear in that she may be just feeling guilty at the you know the valley we were in and wanting me to be able to get out and have sex because she just she knew that my sex drive was greater than hers at this time. But as I and like I, I that was my initial suspicion. And it was it wasn't until much later that I actually voiced that, and I was completely incorrect. She has always been more sexually progressive than I am, simply because of the fact that she has a head start on me, one, being older, and two, being, uh, becoming sexually liberated slash active, whatever you want to say, earlier in her life. Which, I'm not passing judgment on any of this. These are just facts. And none of that actually bothers me at all. It is, like, that it could be a hang-up for some guys, some people. But it just, it doesn't. And um, I could, I don't, I don't have a solid reason why it doesn't bother me. But I'm happy it doesn't. It does not bother me in the slightest. Um, I'm, anyway. So, and, like, I was coming out of a very conservative like lifestyle, um, upbringing. So, generally speaking, she is more sexually ed- educated and progressive than I am. Um, I'm playing a, a quick game of catch-up, and we're pretty much on the same page. Um, as far like as far as issues that we have discussed, we're on the same page as of now. But every once in a while, something comes up, and my like old conservative Christian ideals kind of flare up. Unexpectedly, and polyamory was um, one of these moments. And my initial response was um, just shock and mild suspicion of ulterior motives. Not that she wants to cheat. Not nothing of that. My uh, my suspicion of her ulterior motive is that she wanted. She felt guilty. For not being able to keep up with my libido. And wanted me to have an outlet for that. Um, Which wasn't the case. It was more like, hey, what do you think about this? Let's talk about it. Let's let's open up this discussion as a thing. And which is a completely reasonable thing for an adult, sexually active person to do. And a very healthy thing. If polyamory is something that was on her mind, discussing it with her partner... Anyway... That it's kind of common sense at this point, but then that brings it to a point where is it is it a thing? Is it a thing that could, that I could do? And then there's the other question: Is it a thing that we Aislinn and I could do? And the answer to both of those is, I think so. But it's about that, sure. So I'm going to walk you through a little bit of, like, just, I'm going to talk, I'm going to think out loud about this topic for the, till the end of the podcast. We'll start with, could I? And I want to say yes, because, um, I, one, I am rock solid in my, in my, like, dedication and relationship to Aisla. I do not believe there is anything, barring, you know, the air quotes impossible of her having a complete personality shift or something like that, that makes her not the person she is. But there is nothing in this world that could rock my, like, deep love and dedication to her. And, but uh, I will be the first to admit that I am a very open person. I embrace people very readily. And I will crush on people. Um, guy, girl, um, like just friend crushes. But, like, I will find a new person and become completely and totally enamored in them simply in the sheer ecstasy of. Oh man, a new person! Awesome! I'm going to talk to them, I'm going to tell them all my stories they haven't heard. I, like, I crush on people for sure. High school crush level. I definitely do that. Um, it is it is not a danger to my relationship with my wife because it is simply it is simply a a, being enamored with someone um, and whether like Regardless of if I'm sexually Attracted to them or not And I but like if there is Sexual attraction it Like it becomes A factor but not really Because there's literally Nothing I would do to jeopardize the life I have Created and built For me and my family Um, As it is I am in a Monogamous relationship and that is how it is Staying I am not a cheater I have told a I would sooner throw her out on the street than cheat on her. Um, that is not happening. I—that That is a, a moral barrier I have set up. I set up long before Aislinn and I got together. I will not be a cheater. I will be a dumper before I'm a cheater. So, like... So there's that. I am definitely capable of being enamored with someone else while still being absolutely dedicated to my wife and family. And that is something that I believe most people have the capacity for, um, but less would admit. So there, there's that factor. And I... I, Early in our relationship, I don't think I would be ready for... Like, I think jealousy would be a factor um, for me. But... Now, as I am more rock-solid in our relationship, in my being comfortable with where we are, who we are, I don't believe... As long as everything was open and informed, I, there wouldn't be jealousy between with from me towards her. And that's the thing. Now we get to the point where, like, I am pretty sure I would be okay with a polyamorous relationship. But, like, I can't tell you unless I've done it. You know what I mean? Ooh, free stuff. There's just a sign with the words free stuff pointing to a bunch of wet cardboard boxes that appear to have been out in the thunderstorm. Awesome. Wet free stuff. Now, the second question, the far more complex question is, could Aislinn and I's relationship be polyamorous? And that, again, is, yeah, and here, there are the factors. We, uh, we have discussed this and the conclusion we came to was we, it needs to be stronger and like granted we have a very strong relationship but it takes a very rock solid relationship to, to, and a very special set of people to switch from monogamy to polyamory Say we, say, say we had started our relationship with at polyamorous, we wouldn't have to be as strong of people. But to switch from being six and a half, nearly seven years in this monogamous relationship, to, to switch to polyamorous would be not only very difficult, and, and it would be a very drastic change, that we need to be a thousand percent rock solid on our relationship as before that is even an option. And not to make it sound as though our relationship is in danger or on rocky footing, but... And I'll put it this way, our relationship's in a, in a peak. Um, I am... I Even when our relationship is not I feel like I need to disclaim... For people who don't know me well, even when our relationship is in a valley, there's no like I've never once thought regretted it. I've never once um, thought about leaving. This is like I'm like I know that stress is high, um, more, uh, morale or uh, morale is low, but this is something that needs to be worked on. We need to climb the mountain to be get get back to the peak. It is never a I want out. It is always like, oh, I've got to discover what it is that is that has us in this peak right now and address it because... or uh, this valley right now and address it so we can get back to a peak because I fucking love the relationship I'm in and the family I have, like, helped build. Um, and absolutely... And there therein lies this issue, um, if it is an issue with polyamory... Unless we are, like, fucking right at the top of everything is cool, we are completely, 100%, we have issues worked out, I don't want to add another, an X factor in. I don't want to bring the potential of jealousy, the complication of emotions, none of that. On um, Like fuck no. Again, nothing is worth jeopardizing what I have. I absolutely love it. So, we get into more the theory of could Ace and I successfully pull off a polyamorous relationship? And I believe that yes, we could if we are both at our ideal prime and our relationship is at its ideal prime. And I honestly feel that we are... As close as we've as we've been to that ideal prime right now, as we have been in a long time, um, my confidence is up from losing weight, um, and I that I don't know if the losing weight has made me more sexually attractive or the confidence has made me more sexually attractive. But it's definitely made me more sexually confident. And again, without getting into any gory details, we are in a peak right now. Things are very good and I feel comfortable saying that um, again without opening anyone else's books to share but I don't here's the appeal of polyamory I am well aware that I am capable of having multiple relationships trying to determine like I'm trying to just organize my thoughts right now because like I do most of the time I'm speaking faster than I'm thinking (laughs) alright here's the thing like back when it came up that's like every dude's dream right for their wife to be like hey let's open this shit up Let's fuck other people. Granted, that is in no way the way it was mentioned or discussed. We were fucking adults about it. Um, But, like, conceptually, that's, like, the stereotypical man's dream. Your wife suggested we start fucking other people and each other and continue to fuck each other. Right? Right! But, here's the thing, like... And I... I fight the urge to jump at that, because, like I mentioned earlier, Aislinn and I's sexual experience levels differ. I have had sex with a grand total of two people, one being Aislinn, and the other one only being once to lose my virginity, and I am comfortable stating that fact. And granted, it was not for lack of trying. But I just was fairly socially inept, especially uh, sexually. I wasn't ready. I was not ready um, back when in high school and honestly in the my first round of college. And so there is a, a very... There's a very tempting concept... To the idea of... And like... I, this is gonna sound lame... But I, I hold to you that I'm not lying at all... In any of this that I've said... There's the appeal of... Yes... Having more sex... Having a more varied experience... Um, just... Ba- you know... I, I actually go into this in an episode of the Popular Outcast... That's gonna release in a couple weeks... That I'm big about not limiting the experiences you have in life. Like, living life and experiencing things, good and bad, to grow as a person. And I, like... There are many upsides to going out and ha- having more sexual experiences. I mean, granted, there's the, you know, go- bro like, Yeah, dude, more notches on the bedpost! Er! But that's not it. It is... You know, ha- having because uh, having a, an experience, a just a very unique, very pleasurable experience, I can share with more people. Um, but then it, it genuinely boils down to Aislinn is my world. She is my everything. And if I go out and have a more, if I expand my sexual knowledge via having more sexual partners, that ultimately improves technique, improves experience for the person that I am absolutely dedicated to. And again, that sounds cheesy. That sounds like a husband's excuse to open up a relationship, but I can promise you that that is 100% the truth. The biggest appeal to polyamory for me is to gain more knowledge to bring bring back to the person I'm absolutely utterly dedicated to. But then, that the the risk of it not of it like bring jealousy into this relationship or bringing complications. It's just I am not even sort of willing to entertain the idea of polyamory until i am 1000% sure that it is not going to jeopardize the relationship i am in because it is a great concept and you know i if i were to start a relationship with polyamory i believe that it would it would uh, be successful but to transition a monogamous relationship into a polyamorous relationship is a, a monumental task that the risk versus gain right now is not worth it to me. As Asa and I strengthen our relationship which we do every day and even in our, our valleys we are still strengthening our relationship and God I don't like I sound like i'm I doth protest too much, but it's more for people who don't know me well. I want to really hammer home the fact that I'm not talking about this because I'm pining to get more fucking uh to get laid uh by chicks I like, it's it's more of a As I consider myself a more sexually educated and liberated person, the concept of having a more varied sexual um, experience is appealing. And just to get out there and live life and do things, that is appealing, but it is not appealing enough for me to risk what I have. And I, I hope that I have iterated that enough or eloquently anyway I'm again at a point that I often find myself where I've hit like the end of my concepts but I don't know if I've portrayed any of them well (laughs) Um, I don't know Um, I feel as though Aeson will probably listen to this Simply because I'm probably going to say Listen as Jeff talks about his thoughts on polyamory Which I'm sure that will pique her interests Because she is The most affected person by this conversation going to try... As I pull into the parking lot at work, I'm going to try and summarize everything I've said. I believe polyamory as a concept is not... is completely doable by the, by the right people. Um, and I also believe that the wrong people try and take advantage of it who just want out of a bad relationship. And... Uh, like... Like, yeah, baby, baby, let's open this up. You know, we're, we're all progressive and polyamorous and stu- and shit. Um, I believe there's that. I believe there's people taking advantage of the term to just go get laid by more, multiple people. Um, but I also believe that there are completely healthy and active polyamorous relationships out there and that it is completely a possible thing. That it is a possibility and for me, I believe it's possible. For my relationship with my wife, who I am utterly dedicated to, I believe it's possible. But I, what I don't know is where I, we need to be as a couple to try it, or whether it is even worth risking what we have because I'm very happy with what I have and yeah I I don't know I hope I've made my point Um, I hope you figure out what my point is because I'm not quite sure I know what it is but anyway I'm at work so we're done this has been Jeff in Motion Uh, honey, if you listen to this, I love you, and I hope I made sense. Um, we shall see, because we'll see if I have corrections and omissions on Friday. Anyway, see you guys Friday. Have a good week. God, I hope it's a good week.